If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. First of all, it's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Episode 7 of the Faith on Fire podcast, Diversifying Your Streams of Income. You are now listening to the Faith on Fire podcast, a pod for financial literacy, coaching, and real-life examples on how to transform your finances. I'm your host, Simone Brumel. Follow me on my path to financial freedom, and I'll give you tips on how to start and continue yours. Money is a tool, so learn how to use it wisely. Greetings and salutations, everyone. Thanks so much for listening to another episode of the Faith on Fire podcast. If you're new here, super excited to have you listening. So glad you decided to click play. Today's episode, we're going to be talking about income streams and having multiple streams of income. If you're listening in real time, This is the last week of April, and we've been in quarantine for, I think it's eight weeks now, and it's such a surreal experience for everyone going through this, not only dealing with the social aspect of being separated from people, but all the anxiety related to health issues and having sick family members. So again, just want to send well wishes and condolences to anyone who's dealing with loss of friends or family during this time on top of the health concerns and just real personal issues we have to deal with the economics of it and that's definitely been taking a hit as we try to deal with the public health first so with everything going on I felt now more than ever, it was important to talk about increasing your income and specifically diversifying your income. What we're seeing the effects of this pandemic is that it's so important not to rely on just one income stream because a lot of people are experiencing layoffs or furloughs. And if you have no other way of making money, You're even more reliant on unemployment benefits and that just increases your worry and anxiety during this time. Now, diversifying your income is a very basic financial principle and even a biblical principle. If you read in Ecclesiastes 11, it talks about putting your bread or grain is the language used in the text on 
in many different areas. If you actually read it from the NIV, the heading says investing in many ventures. And essentially having multiple streams of income all comes down to diversification. And there's wisdom in that. The goal is to not rely on one thing. So if you experience uncertainty or change, you still have other options. It's pretty much not having all your eggs in one basket. You've probably heard the statistic where the average millionaire has seven different streams of income. And I've seen other articles or research that says that it's anywhere from three to seven streams of income for a billionaire, a millionaire or self-made millionaire. And sometimes this can feel really distant to the average person to hear seven streams of income or million self-made millionaire has all these different sources of income. It feels like something unattainable. So I really wanted to take this episode to go through practical ways to start creating new income streams and break down what you should be thinking about if you're trying to get started. So the first concept we should talk about really high level is the idea of active versus passive income. And it pretty much sounds like what it is, right? Active income versus passive. Active meaning this is money you make off of your time and energy and effort or earned income, salary or wages, anything you get a W-2 for, um, any sales you're doing, right? Any, I, the, I like to think of this of, I like to think of this as anything I have to put my energy into and I'm getting paid for that. Passive income would be the opposite. This is money you earn from little to no effort. Now there's some hybrid things that come to mind where you may not know if it's specifically active or passive, but just for general understanding, you want to have a mix of earning income from your time and energy, as well as having your money generate income for you. The first thing you want to think about when you're trying to expand your income streams is how do I get a blend of both? So the most obvious way to get another income stream is another job, right? Uh, Adding another primary source of income or salary. Now, one thing I would point out is if you're in a two income household, you almost have an advantage in these in the multiple streams of income because to the extent you have two working people that aren't working at the exact same place, your income is diversified. So a lot of people now during the pandemic are experiencing that. Maybe one spouse is still able to work while the other may have been laid off or furloughed. So anyone who has a spouse that's a nurse or a doctor, right, you know 
there's more security in those jobs versus what everyone else in the economy is feeling. So you kind of have a benefit over a single income earner. But either way, whether you're two income households or just a single person, the first thing you wanna do is to maximize your primary source of income before you add or start to create something new. It's good to try and get the most out of your main source of income first. This can be done a few different ways. Obviously, if you're in a job where you can ask for a raise, negotiate a higher salary or get promoted, those are really great ways to maximize that income. The more you're able to get from that main source of income, it gives you more room to leverage that for other opportunities. Now, the other way to leverage your primary income is your time, right? So what you always want to remember with active income, right? It's a function of your time and energy. You go to work, you get paid because of the time you spend there and they promote you or give you bonuses because of how well you do time and energy. Now for some people, your primary source of income may not be something you really want to put a lot of time and energy to. So maybe it's not the career of your dreams or you're really not that excited about the job you have. The other thing you can consider is maximizing your time. So if you're in a job that allows you to pretty much go there nine to five, um, your hours are fairly set. When work is over, you're done. And while you're at work, it doesn't require a lot of energy out of you. Leverage the time you have to build something else. This is typically scenarios where people like to say a dead end job. And I personally don't like to look at it like that because every job is an opportunity, right? It's not necessarily a dead end if you can leverage your time while you're there. I'm not advocating you going to work and doing your own business while you're on the clock, but essentially you would have more time than the person who's putting in 60 hour work weeks at a job that's paying them this bonus and they can really maximize their income. You, if you're in a situation where you, for the most part, only work 40 hours, they're not asking for more of you. You have more time to invest into these other streams of income. And there may even still be opportunities for you to get promotions and bonuses while you're in less of a demanding job situation. So once you've made sure that you're getting the most out of your primary source of income, then you want to evaluate your strengths and what you're passionate about and starting to think about how else can I leverage my talent? And it's really important for everyone to be honest with themselves at this stage. This evaluation is not to focus on how can I make money, but understand your talent and what you're passionate about. If you start with the thought of monetizing it, you may end up doing something that you really can't sustain. So some of the basic questions, do you have a talent? Do you have a skill? Are any of those things in demand right now? Are there companies who would pay me for this talent or skill 
or do I need to build something from scratch? I recommend thinking about that first because you may not need to create a small business from scratch. You can probably start to leverage your talent and skill by working with another company, which may make it easier for you to create another stream of income. What we're seeing right now is our economy being more acceptable of for hire work or a gig economy, meaning I have a product or service and a company brings me on to offer that to consumers. Examples of that, you know, ride sharing services, food delivery, which especially now during COVID-19 have become sort of essential services. So if you have those skills or are interested in that, those are great ways to get side income. There's tons of other examples. If you're artistic or have a real craft, there's websites and apps that have for hire designers, graphic designers, writers, etc., where you can leverage that skill on a one-time basis or as you feel without creating a full-time small business. And sometimes this is a great place to start before going out on your own and creating something for yourself because earned income or active income, again, requires time and effort. And our time is our most precious commodity. And you really want to be intentional on how you're spending your time. You may have the skill or talent. You may, you know, like to drive and have no problem doing deliveries, but it's not something you want to do long term. It may not make sense to, to go the route of starting a car company. Maybe you just want to do to join a ride sharing company for the short term and leverage that income. What it comes down to is you really have to decide if this is something you want to pursue long-term as a real small business, or it's just a side hustle. It's just something to create a stream of income for the short term. And there's nothing wrong with having a short-term goal. As you're considering what you'd like and what you can let, what talent or skill you can leverage, be honest with yourself as to the time frame. If you love it and this is a business you want to build for yourself, then great. You know, you set your goals and plan to build a brand and a business and start a small business, which is super important. Whatever large corporation you feel may be intimidating or maybe you feel like this already exists, I encourage you to keep going. There's market share enough for everyone. Whatever you do, whether you're selling a product or offering a service in the short term or you're doing this long term and want something more sustainable, do your research and be honest with yourself before jumping into it. One of your main goals should be to cover your cost. If you decide to do it short term, set a time limit or an income goal and say this is the amount or amount of this is the amount of time or time period I want to do this for and then I'm going to do something else. If it's long term, research the process to become legitimate, what it would look like if you went full force into doing this as your small business or startup company. 
and make sure that this is something you could sustain and continue to do if you lost your other income streams? Is this something you're passionate about for the long haul? So now we can talk about passive income, which I think is probably everyone's favorite because it's little to no effort, right? It's your money making money for you. A simpler way to think of passive income is investing or investing your money, which we spoke a little bit about in an earlier podcast. But I wanted to point out or really get people to start to think of passive income as another stream of income and not just and not only as an investment specifically around retirement accounts 401ks IRAs etc the money you put aside in these accounts are passive income but for the future and I know a lot of times it's really hard to think about the future or retirement when you've just started working or just feel so far away But the younger you are, the better off you are if you start saving and investing for retirement now because that you're creating passive income for when you're older. Outside of retirement investing, we have broader stock investments or brokerage accounts. So that's putting money aside in taxable accounts. So the great thing about investing is that you can be diversified within your investments. And we don't need to get into too much detail around that diversification, but just know that through investing, you can get access to interest income, dividend income, capital gains, royalty income. You can be diversified whether it's taxable or non-taxable foreign versus domestic income. So it really is your best option for getting multiple streams started. And it doesn't happen overnight. But the great thing about compound interest and the time value of money is that whatever you put in now, or if you start to put money away now, you'll see the benefit long term. Now, going back to the conversation around active income or increasing your primary primary revenue, the key thing is to take any extra, and I use that kind of loosely, any extra income and invest it right away. So from your primary source of income, you're more than likely using that to pay for everyday expenses, save for emergencies and things you need right away. When you can take money from a bonus or from a raise and put that directly into an investment account, you're essentially compounding the benefit of of that increase. So your salary isn't just increasing two or 3%, but now you're putting it into another account where it's going to earn interest and dividends. So it's a really good idea for people to take money from side hustles or these additional streams of income and invest it because you start to increase your revenue exponentially. So not only 
do you have this extra $3,000 coming in a year, but you can invest that and start to see three to 4% earnings that don't require your time and energy. And that's really where you want to start getting to being shifting your income from being reliant on your time and effort to start creating more income from passive sources. So I wanted to talk a little bit about some hybrid scenarios, or at least I like to think of them as hybrid scenarios of having another stream of income. And again, this is after you saved from your primary income or maximize that primary source. How do you start leveraging income saved in other ways outside of the stock market? So one very popular income stream is real estate and real estate investing can be both active or passive depending on what you decide to do. And that's why I kind of, and that's why I picture it more as a hybrid because it doesn't necessarily fall in one specific category. But the big thing here is that it requires a lot of upfront money. So you're not going to get to the real estate stream of income right away. That's something you want to create a plan for and set goals, saving goals and investing goals to get there because you're going to need a significant amount of upfront cash before you invest in real estate. And real estate real estate investing can be something you are doing actively, right? Where you're spending your time and energy managing properties, looking for homes, flipping homes, or you're investing more passive where you're putting money into maybe a real estate investment trust or supporting a property manager or you own properties and then there's someone who manages it for you. So there's a lot of different ways to get money through real estate and that is one of the main reasons it's so popular but again this is not an area you go into as a beginner for the first reason i stated it requires a lot of upfront cash and then reason number two whether you're managing property yourself or investing through some type of REIT you want to be really educated in the real estate market before you start putting in that type of money. But I'd be remiss if I didn't talk about real estate in streams of income, because again, the majority of wealthy people or people who have attained financial independence have some type of real estate investment or have had some type of real estate investment. All right, I hope today's information was helpful for you and really got you thinking about how you can start to grow your income and start to build financial independence and wealth. If you need help figuring out how to grow your income or financial planning, feel free to reach out to me. You can find me on Facebook and Instagram, Faith on Fire LLC. 
And there's links on both those pages to my personal website and email. I'd be happy to have a financial coaching discussion with you and give you the consultation and coaching you need to create your own financial freedom goals. Before we go, I do have a few book recommendations as this is the last day of financial literacy month. Really wanted to stress three great books for anyone who wants to improve their financial literacy or just get more information on personal finance. You can find the titles and information on my Instagram page. The first book is Broke Millennials Takes on Investing by Erin Lowry. And the subtitle is A Beginner's Guide to Leveling Up Your Money. And it really is a very good beginner's book on investing. She explains concepts really clearly and gives some great practical advice on on starting to invest. One of my favorite chapters is where she talks about student loans and investing. And I think that's the question I get the most from millennials who are trying to get into investing because the majority of us have some type of student loan debt. And we sometimes feel that we can't invest while we have student loan debt. So I really recommend this book for any beginner investor, even if you're not a millennial. The second book is Living in Financial Victory by Tony Evans. And this isn't a very technical financial book, but it's a great book to get your mindset in the right place to start to take control of your finances. He talks about all of the biblical principles that I've rooted my finances in, stewardship, accountability, charity. So I highly recommend it for anyone who's struggling with how they think about money. If you're having problems just being disciplined, it's a great starter book for that reason. And then my last book is The Latte Factor by David Bach. Very popular book, so I'm sure most people have probably heard about it. But essentially, I I found this to be a great book for anyone who is struggling with achieving financial freedom or what that looks like for you. He tells a great story about managing your finances and being free for you and finding what that independence means for you. And getting to that point may mean you have to examine what is your latte factor or the thing you're willing to sacrifice or give up in order to to achieve your goals and what are you not willing to give up so if you're interested in reading books or if you're not a reader and want to listen to the books they're great that way as well i just encourage any everyone to increase their financial literacy and really take control of your finances as we're all trying to achieve financial freedom. I really hope you enjoyed today's episode and praying that everyone's staying healthy and safe. As always, I appreciate everyone for listening. Peace and blessings, everyone.